When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you very much, Jonathan. We will have hot routes coming up at 3 o'clock, but I was... uh looking at something with with Frank Reich, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts the other day, and he was talking about one of the prospects who was on my list of guys who will definitely hit in the draft, which I kept here in the studio next to me. Courtney, your list and my list and Myron Metcalf's list as well, just so we could keep track of those. Um, But Michael Pittman was on my list. He was my number two other than uh, Andrew Thomas of guys that I think will be really, really good from the draft. And Frank Reich said that Michael Pittman reminds him of Vincent Jackson, which is a great pull. Like Vincent Jackson, remember him? Uh, And he said he thinks he might be the best receiver in the whole draft. So hyperbole coming from Frank Reich. So I thought it would be fun, Courtney, if we made some NFL comparisons to the guys that we're at least able to find enough information on and tape on Mm -hmm. to analyze in the draft. So from the first four rounds of what they are most likely to become, not necessarily what their ceiling is. Because I think the ceiling on a lot of guys is like, well, Hall of Fame, I guess, right? I mean, ceiling on Jeff Gladney is what? Becoming a superstar, but um, it's not the most likely outcome. So, So let's do this with Justin Jefferson. Who could Justin Jefferson become? Like, what's the most likely receiver that he ends up similar to? Jarvis Landry, maybe? Tyler Tyler Boyd? I mean, I'm trying to think of, like... Because it looks like he projects as a slot receiver. I know that he yep. said that you know most of his career until 2019 he spent outside uh, as an X or a Z, but it looks like he's probably going to be a slot receiver because he had 100 catches in the slot last yeah, year. Yeah, they did it for a reason. Yes, of its 111. And you know, think about where Stephon Diggs. You know, he bounced around. You know, one year under Norv, he's out. I believe under Norv he was outside, right? Then they moved him back inside, and they yep. moved him outside. Like they need that flexibility of somebody who is very dynamic in the slot and be able to do other stuff with Adam Thielen. So I think that Landry, at least just when I think about it, you think about guys who are kind of of that similar build, have that catch radius, all those same skills. That to me seemed like the first one, at least that came to my mind. And, you know, he's got great hands. Jarvis Landry has really good hands. Um, So, I mean, that to me, I think is 
the ceiling ceiling because Jarvis is a really good player. Like yeah. is he yep. is he elite at his position? I think that people will argue that, but um, you know, and that's kind of in that same Diggs realm. Without me going and saying he could be Stephon Diggs because that would be the most likely answer if you were brought in to replace this guy. That's at least where you're the. The floor is, right? But I think it's a good one. What do you think? um, I think that that's a really good one. Tyler Boyd is a good poll. I'm not sure people are familiar with Tyler Boyd (laughs) because uh, he's Tyler Boyd and he plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The one that came to mind for me is a guy who I I pulled up, and I'm sure you did too, slot performance. So who had the most catches out of the slot last year? Tyler Boyd was top five Mm -hmm. for slot catches, and Jarvis Landry was in the top 15. Allen Robinson is a guy that he sort of reminds me of because now Allen Robinson is great with route running and we don't know how good Jefferson's going to be at the NFL level at creating separation because we don't find that out until they're really out there against NFL corners because of the difference. But one thing that Allen Robinson's great at, he is going up and getting it like the contested catch from Allen Robinson. And I, and I think from watching Justin Jefferson, it's the same deal. The contested catch, the ball tracking, he's really great at it, lines up in the slot a lot. And he had 47 catches for 560 yards out of the slot last year. And I think that that's, Probably on the higher end, because I have a lot of respect for Allen uh, Robinson. Landry is probably a little bit closer. Um, but that name I would throw out there as well, because it's it's really a mix mash of what you find in the slot now. Like mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett or Julian Edelman, a little bit... Uh, smaller. Know, yeah, smaller or slower guys. Keenan sure. Allen and Cooper Cup are not burners, but they sure as heck know how to get open. Uh, same with Michael Thomas, obviously, who is known for lining up a lot in the slot. So I think there's some good comparisons there. Jeff Gladney, undersized corner by a little, not like real small, but only about 5'10", can jump, plays really tough. Who do you think of when you think Jeff Gladney? Marcus Peters. Toughness, can make plays on the ball. Um, Way he plays the game, like he's going to take your head off. Like... (laughs) I don't know. That's the first person I thought about. Is that wrong or is that right? No, I think that, that where it's right is that Marcus Peters is intense. Yeah. Like the the ball hawking is another thing. It's just hard to know. Like is is Jeff Gladney going to take big risks and sometimes give up touchdowns in order to get some interceptions, which Marcus Peters does a lot, and he gives them up and he gets them. Um, I, th- I think that's good. I don't know how big how big is Marcus Peters. I'm gonna have to look. Is he taller? Oh, no, he's only he's six. Never, yeah, six he's foot one ninety five. Yeah, and that's that's kind of in the same range. I know that. Gladney's um, faster. Yes, and he has length. Like that's the big thing that Rick Spielman was touting, just how much longer he can essentially play the game. And I mean that that helps if you if you're if you're closing in on a guy, your closing speed's one thing, uh, but also how you can like tighten tight windows to begin with, if that makes sense, by getting yeah. a hand in there. I mean, he's got length to do that. So I think he actually is probably better, projects better than Marcus Peters in that sense, just from like the physical tools and what he can do with them. For a size comparison, maybe DJ Hayden, but I don't know how high or how much people know about DJ Hayden. He's sort of bounced one around. Of the better, I mean, but he was yeah, good he had a last good year. season last year. Yeah, he was very good last year. Uh, you know, I think that it's easy to make this comparison, but I also think it's true is that he can be what the Vikings want Mike Hughes to be also. That Hughes might have a little more athleticism to him than Gladney, but neither one of them is a crazy freak athlete. Gladney's really fast, but strong, shorter, might be able to play inside. That's the other part of it, too, is that you know he might ultimately end up being an, an inside guy eventually down yeah. the road, and that changes the comparison for sure of, of who he could ultimately become. 
No, absolutely. And it's like, where does he best project? I mean, I think a lot of teams had him in that star position um, of where he, you know, could go from his college career to the height of his NFL career, that he was like the number one, I've heard from one team, that he was the number one star on their board. Um, and that's obviously like the hybrid type position. I mean, a lot of colleges play the money position. Yeah. I've heard of that, like same thing. So um, I think he projects as an inside guy just from the size and the length, but we'll see. I mean, he's probably going to have to start outside, which of course, as you mentioned, would change the projection. Um I mean, I'm not getting the- a whole lot of help from other websites on like who he compares to. Um, NFL.com has him Sydney Jones. I'm like, has the Sydney guy, the guy who played for Philly? I was gonna say, has he played Sydney He's Jones? He's like barely played, so He's I don't know played. if I can really get much out of that. I'll see what PFF had for his uh, comparison. It's a little bit harder because how many guys are outside or inside, and we don't really know yet. Sure. Uh, how about Ezra Cleveland, the freakishly athletic left tackle? who is not the most powerful guy in the world. Well, I mean, I know this is going to sound like a lazy projection, but I think Brian O'Neill is his, I mean, and and we don't, Brian's story hasn't been written yet. He's only going into his third season, but that's just the natural comparison because of how how similar both of their draft profiles were, the things that the Vikings liked in both of them, um, the high ceiling, like, High risk, or not high risk, but like high ceiling, high reward yeah. for for these type of tackles. And I mean, think about the one thing we talked about with O'Neal, that 4.93 second 40-yard dash. Yep. Same thing similarly with Ezra Cleveland, too. Or excuse me, Ezra Cleveland had the 4.93 second 40. Let me look up Brian's really quick. Uh, but, I mean, your favorite site, Mock Draftable. Yeah, I get it here. Brings, you know, they, they talk yeah, about it. Four, eight, four, eight, two. So yeah, it's in the so same, similar. same range. And, one of the fastest to run run the, at the, his position at the combine, and from the measurable standpoint, I think both of them look very similar, just in terms of build, in terms of where they project. Both, you know, they are true tackles in the NFL, and they've got the size and range to play in his own scheme. So that's good. You don't have to teach that, and you probably can't teach that. Um, but I just don't know, like, how soon he'll be ready. That's the only thing. That's why I think I, I kind of went with the safe answer. I didn't project it out far ahead. I'm just projecting it out what we saw with Brian O'Neill and how much he had to expedite his own growing process in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I kind of see the same route, at least, that Ezra Cleveland's probably going to have to take if he's going to have to play this year. I saw this comparison before he was even drafted to Brian O'Neill for Ezra Cleveland. It just makes a lot of sense in terms of their size, their athleticism, and what they need to do in order to be a very good player in the NFL. So I, I like that comparison, even though it's sort of you know just on the other side of the offensive line. And we'll find out if Ezra Cleveland is up to the challenge to play left tackle. I would prefer if Brian O'Neill stayed where he was long term mm-hmm. and just continued to be very good at that. How about Cam Dantzler, like a a really tall and lanky corner who is not the fastest, though I do think he is faster than the 40-yard dash would suggest, yes. don't you? Yes, I do. And I actually went back and did quite a bit of research on this because it just reminded me. I was like, okay, he's tiny. Like They call him the Needle. That's his nickname. Um, and I was like, I know I'm thinking of somebody who played at Mississippi State Long, long before I got there, uh, and reminded me of him. So I kept like racking my brain and racking my brain. I'm like, I got it, Jonathan Banks, because he was six one, one eighty five coming out of college before he was drafted in the second round uh, by the Bucks in thirteen, and that was his number one thing. Like I'm looking at his draft profile right now. Weaknesses: getting bigger, but still quite thin, especially in his lower half. Strong backs can carry 
can still carry him when they have a head of full steam. Of, well, this is garbage. I can't even read this. But anyways, <laughs> like he didn't have the same sort of straight line speed that I know that we're kind of questioning. Okay, well, Cam yeah. Dantzler ran that bad 40. He made up for it with the one that he ran at the Baton Rouge Pro Day, whatever. But um, I think being able to look at him from a physical standpoint, because Jonathan Banks had a good career. You know, he played for four different teams from 13 to 17. I mean, it was a pretty solid NFL career. I know that that's probably like the floor, but at least just in terms of comparison, because Jonathan Banks was compared to Aqib Tlaib, and that was his ceiling when he was coming out. Mm-hmm. But given that I, I know the defense that both of these two players were in, yes, they had different position coaches. Deshae Townsend was the one who spent most of his time with uh, Cameron Dantzler at Mississippi State, and, and Banks was on a different staff, but... I know the way that they they coach their cornerbacks there and they coach their secondary because I covered the team for several years, and I think that they both project, at least to me, very linear paths. I don't remember enough about Jonathan Banks to um, argue the points. <laughs> I'll just have to go with you on that one. I don't really remember his NFL career that well, but I, I, I think um, a, a comparison that Mike Zimmer might have had in his mind would be Dre Kirkpatrick. Okay. Because Dre Kirkpatrick was 6'1", 186 coming out. Uh, so another guy so that's tiny. Un- yeah, under 200 but tall and ran a 4'5", So unimpressive overall 40, which is probably if Cameron Dantzler maybe had gotten a little better at working on it or hadn't been trying to put on weight, whatever it was, it was a disastrous 40-yard dash for him. And I, I'm mm-hmm. certain he's quicker than that. He probably ends up somewhere in the 4'5". That video of him running a 4'38", uh, I, I guess I could make a video of myself running a four three eight if that's him running a four three eight. Speed it up a little bit. Yeah, just, right. Just do um, a little, do it like a hundred and ten percent speed on that one. But <laughs> but but I, I think there's a comparison there of what Mike Zimmer would like somebody who is tall and lanky and maybe not the fastest. Um, but it's hard to to look at his play speed because he ran with Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase is yeah. really darn fast. And that's that was his best film of the 2019 season. And that's something that the Vikings when they talk about drafting these guys and when you're in the SEC they want to see okay how do you match up with the best talent when you were playing in on the biggest stage and, and he held his own there and I think the Jamar Chase thing really helped his draft stock uh, to where he was taken in the third round yeah. because he was between a second and third round pick and I don't know uh, how much that 40 time would have hurt him had that Jamar Chase how we contain Jamar Chase not been applicable essentially to his overall body of work portfolio yeah I, I think that that was probably the most attractive thing and I know that the Vikings always talk about they look at how the guy played against the best competition and I, I think that's smart so they'll go back and say hey Garrett Bradbury played really well against Clemson it's one of the reasons we like him um, and how you play against the best is going to give you the best indication of how someone might turn out, or at least logically speaking, that sounds good to me. Um, I'm trying to find, so Pro Football Focus's draft guide has uh, comparables on all these. Ezra Cleveland's going to drive people crazy because it's Matt Khalil. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, maybe it's like what Matt Khalil could have been. Could have been, been it yeah. would be uh, for him. I mean, I mean, but think about it. Like They make these projections, and I know that scouts hate that question of, who does he look like to yeah, you? And it's like, yeah. let me project five years down the line. Let's take this... I mean, for the next one, uh, DJ Wanham, I mean, I remember on Saturday. Oh, you made the internet mad. I made I made a lot of people mad online because all I said was that, hey, wow, looking at him, like he looks kind of like Daniil Hunter, like physically looks like him coming out of college. Yes, Daniil Hunter was allegedly 
twitchier. That's what I checked in on. That's mm, what, twitchier. I, would, I know. I love How did that you word. not know that? I mean, apparently that's like <laughs> the one, the big thing that separated him coming out of LSU versus DJ Wanham coming out of uh, South Carolina. But, um, I mean, physically speaking, like you can. That's the only. Who oh. has the quickest <laughs> twitch? That, Whose hips are the most oily? Shoot. You didn't even Who know. Who has the quickest twitch? long snap? Hand sizes, wingspans. Oh, no one knows hand sizes and wingspans better than Courtney R. Dress. I mean, guess not. Guess are not. You, you didn't are even you know saying, he's twitchy. Are you saying that it, you're rescinding my title that huh? you uh, that you legally changed my name yeah, to? Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm rethinking it after you didn't realize how twitchy one guy was and not the other. Well, can we can we go to DJ Wanham really quickly before we hit the break? Because I do want to give my yeah, projection. I mean, if, it's um, not Daniil Hunter. If you want him to be the guy we talk about. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> we should just quit the show. Um, <laughs> Preston Smith. I worked hard on this one. Because oh, okay. I'm like, sure, I'm like, I see can't, that. I'm like, it can't be Daniil Hunter because everybody will come and hate me again if I say that. I mean, even though that's a fantastic ceiling. If, if Daniil Hunter is what you're trying to be, the guy had 50 sacks by the time he was 25, sure. Um, I think Preston Smith is a good one here. Yeah, I like that. Um, I didn't think as deeply about DJ Wanham because I was trying to think, like, more likely than not, he doesn't become that good, right? I mean, it's just... Fourth round draft pick. Guy, I don't guy, know. They develop guys there. They do. They do. And and I and I have all the respect for um, Andre Patterson, and I think he's the low key MVP of the organization, honestly. But yes, uh, you know, I think with Daniil Hunter, they just they landed something that you almost never get, and it's the combination of freakish athleticism that was untapped, but also a personality that is just. Something special. I mean, his work ethic, his intelligence, he's one of the smartest guys you ever talked to, and he's just like a different kind of dude. And I and I don't know that you can really repeat that, and you kind of got a lucky situation, and they've tried to do it with other guys, and, mm-hmm. you know, you end up with Ade Aruna sometimes, and we never see him. So I, I, I'm not trying to be a hater on DJ Wanham. We'll see how it looks. Um, but I, I, I go, you know, okay, hey, Take the take your shots on somebody who's freakishly athletic who played at a very good program, but like don't count on this becoming somebody who turns into a star. I guess. And uh, Preston Smith is a good. I think he's a good ceiling for him. Would mm-hmm. be Preston Smith. I'm trying to find uh, who uh, PFF compared DJ Wanham to, but there's a lot of W edge rushers. So I keep scrolling. Sure. I mean, I think that a rotational defensive end. A solid rotational defensive yeah. end is exactly where he projects. Now, if he can get beyond that, because I need, I would need to think back to. I mean, I know what the draft rhetoric was around Daniil Hunter coming out of college in the third round. Um, and you know, he had four and a half sacks. That was the only reason for a lot of people why he was not a first round pick. The sack yep. numbers, uh, and because they had stars in that defense. Um, you know, Barkevius Mingo. Like, I mean, think about the guys that they had there. In at you know playing for John Chavis at LSU, I mean he had to rotate. He didn't get you know he wasn't playing ninety percent of snaps because they just had you know a murderer's row of guys. So I think that that certainly hurt him. Now Wanham, I don't really know. Like was that the same case for him at South Carolina? Did South Carolina do any? Do they ever do anything in the SEC East? <laughs> is a real question there. Um, but you know I I think that. It, Rotational defensive end, yeah, and yep. probably you know is in a four three. Like, can does he need? Let, let let's go full on scout here. Does he lack the twitch to be an immediate mm, impact player? I, I mean, we know. gotta. I don't know. 
That's what I we found out title. today. Is we you found don't know. It out, so. You don't know if he has the Twitch. Uh, the comparisons that I found of him are of people I've never heard of. So like <laughs> PFF's draft guide, Duke OG of four. I, I don't remember that person at all playing in the NFL. But uh, you know, Preston Smith is a good ceiling on that. So I'll, I'll go with you on that one. Because of you know the size, the lankiness, and, and somebody who does have some flaws in his game, but at least can make an impact uh, on the pass rush. And sort of looks like an outside linebacker slash defensive yes. end. Yeah. Uh, we, I like the flexibility there. We have some hot routes to talk about when it comes up next, uh, when we come back. And I'm excited about these. I mean, there's some good ones, but don't you want to hear my last two really quick? Before oh, sure. Go? Yeah, James Lynch and uh, Troy Dye. Go ahead. Yeah, so James Lynch is Larry Ogunjobi. Place for the Cleveland Browns, and Troy Dye is Darius Leonard. Pro Bowl version, all pro version of Darius Really? Leonard. Okay, yep. wow. You kind of went all in on that one then. You know, you gave me an assignment, and I do my assignments full speed ahead, and I give 100% That's of what it. real scouts do. Yep. Aside, grind, it, grind in the tape. Aside from the Twitch issue, you're still courting our draft scout. Thank you. Uh, we'll just have to remove that, and we'll just like edit it out. Who has the... <laughs> yeah, get Manny back in here. Come <laughs> right. with something, something else that you can spot when scouting. All right, uh, hot routes when we return. And then uh, we also want to go back to that Riley Reef conversation at some point as well. Uh, this is Purple Daily on Score North. Score North and many of our local advertising partners remain open for business during the coronavirus pandemic. You can hear from them daily right here on Score North. ScoreNorth.com and the free Score North app. We are all in this together, and we need your support to help our local community. To hear from our area partners, please visit scorenorth.com and use the keyword open. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.